me go ahead and pull up uh, Hiro's <clears throat> notes for Wayne's World. Jesus. Yeah. I did some work here. I care about this podcast. All right. <clears throat> Strange for Wayne's World. So I had, um, this is kind of going back to uh, 1996 for us when we skipped Happy Happy Gilmore. <clears throat> I didn't know if we'd be able to uh, to pull off Wayne's World. So thus, you know, you found us doing a an A episode for Medicine Man, which having already recording it, I can tell uh, dear listeners, I don't know if that was it. I don't know if we've got it. This could yeah. be worse, though. Yeah, no, that wasn't great. <laughs> Thank you, Hyro. If they haven't listened to it, I'm glad to have your <laughs> my stamp oh, approval. Shit. It was trash. <laughs> I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning. Just outside of Chicago. Galileo. Galileo. In the basement of this house. Broadcast history is about to be made. Extreme close-up! I want you to find out who these guys are and where they do their show. What is this? Mr. Vanderhoff, this is your audience. It's two chimps on a Davenport in a basement. Here I am with the contract for $5,000. Excuse me? Now they're on their way. No way. Way. To fade. Will you still love me when I'm in my carbohydrate sequin jumpsuit? Young girls in white cotton panties, bloated, purple, dead on a toilet face. To fortune. Contractor knows. I will not bow to any sponsor. <laughs> and to babe heaven. What do you do if every time you see this one incredible woman, you, you think you're going to hurl? I say hurl. If you blow chunks and she comes back, she's yours. If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Okay. It's Wade. This is definitely the type of place I'm going to get when I move out of my parents' house. It's God. I love you, God. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. It's a movie. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Wayne's World. Hi, Wayne. It just might be the greatest motion picture ever made. Are you mental? The has a devil put aside for me. Wayne's World, though, I thought we may have some wiggle room here because while I enjoyed it as a kid, I don't think I ever watched it as an adult. So I thought at the very least, maybe we could make fun of Mike Myers and <clears throat> Dana Carvey. But then I found one character that I could actually relate to, which is the Rob Lowe character, who <laughs> knows that they are foolish, knows that they are producing trash, but he has zero regard for humanity as far as what they will consume and enjoy. And he accepts it as trash and is just going to try to make a buck off of it. And Hyro, I've heard you on numerous podcasts pretty much speak in the same fashion about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe consumers. So I figured you would be simpatico with me on Rob Lowe as the hero of this film. I have a note on my private notes because I, I can't share everything with you. can't give all the goods away. Oh. You know, can't carry the team like that. Are you sure you need to be juggling two different documents as you record here? <laughs> but Rob Lowe is the MVP. By a long shot. Okay. okay. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Also, he looks exactly the same. Like, how long has this been? He doesn't seem to get the love that Paul Rudd does. I'm guessing he's just not as successful or as likable. But as far as the aging process, I think he's right there. He's got a, he's got a Lazarus chamber somewhere. 
you have a, a note. Uh, I think this is yours. Um, <laughs> big breasted lady pushes up on Rob Lowe and he looks annoyed. Is that you? That was me. But I, it was really meant to tee it off to Jared. You know, when- <laughs> there you go, Jared. <laughs> I would never. That's why I would never rank Rob Lowe above Ed O'Neill, who was my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> you have such a pixelated background <laughs> showing that you are one of the few that cares about married with children. He took a this. thumbnail uh, off of like a, a phone from circa 1992. You know what I mean? He's got one of those. If you stab a man in winter, steam will rise up from the wounds. <laughs> I laughed three times in this goddamn trash ass movie and it was all Ed O'Neill's lines. Every hmm. single one. Other than that, um, no laughs. Tia Carrera, do I have that name right? Well, that was a Asia Carrera. No. Oh. Um, what else was she? Was she in True Lies? Yes, so that's it. Yes, so that's it. She right? like Asia Carrera was going to be like this huge deal. Like that that same time frame, she was, um, this True Lies, and then that's it. It's kaput. I can't. Like was I'm going actually, all the way uh, back. Musician of some sort. Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm go- I'm going through her. Come uh, on, man. Juice episode is just your mixtape, uh, along with some sarcastic jabs at Jared and myself with, I guess, some oh, yeah. hip hop music that we would understand uh, that you brought in. But so you just weren't familiar with uh, her work in the early 90s. She did do her own vocals in this movie. I uh, looked up. There you, there you go. go, Jared. When I heard that screeching <laughs> going on. I believe they call it uh, caterwauling in the business, yeah. Jared. When uh, Yoko Ono's niece started singing. Ooh. Hey! Yes. Okay. Spicy. There he is. There's the Hellcat. Come on, buddy. There it is. This, it is, what I, this is what I joined Super Cinema 4 right here. This is the content that I came for. Yoko Ono's niece. So it's a staple of just comedies in general. Um, I think there's a sitcom now that tackles the sort of Ray Romano, Kevin James, how they always have uh, someone that's like much hotter than them mm. as their wife. I can't remember the, the name of the, the show. Modern Family with it. Ed O'Neill? <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's it applies there, yes. But no, I'm saying there's a sitcom where that is the premise of it, where it's the fact mm. that the wife is so much hotter than her slubby husband. Then I have to watch Mike Myers back in 1992, where they glorify him and his tidy whities This is how a straight man acts. This is how... God damn, man. Just... Oh, boy. I know they're trying to be amusing and how unattractive he is, but we still have to sit through like his extended riffing on how he like pulls like the the underpants like and clenches and and she seems to love it she seems to be just dying like he is so funny i can't wait to fuck him not just him but laura flynn boyle is all over him too i was trash to myers in this to wayne yeah like like, i would never go out with her and i'm thinking dude Uh oh don't look stacy where oh god i made eye contact psycho hose beast Happy anniversary, Wayne. Stacy, we broke up two months ago. Well, that doesn't mean we can't still go out. Well, it does, actually. That's what breaking up is. Will, are you going to go to the gas works tonight? No. No! Don't you want to open your present? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. Okay. Okay. What is it? 
gun rack. A gun rack? A, a gun rack. Yeah, right. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I going to do with a gun rack? You don't like it? Fine. You know, Wayne, if you're not careful, you're going to lose me. I lost you two months ago. Are you mental? We broke up. Get the net. That was like prime Jack Nicholson uh, tale right there. Jack Nicholson? Well, really? he famously was dating Laura Flynn Boyle not too long after this. She, her, she was a little more, more famous, and he's uh, he's Jack, but he was like 50 years older than her or whatever it is. So you say it bounces out. Yeah. His fame versus the fact that he's got f- five decades of give or take dust and crud. But not good enough for Mike <laughs> Myers. Uh, Jared, do you got anything uh, for uh, Garth here? No, I, I was going to say that uh, <laughs> I had Dan never Carvey. watched this. Fuck him, yeah, too. Fucking Dan Carvey, <laughs> fucking, I'm a turtle, fucking idiot. Um, wow. That's a, I, kind of an inside baseball reference. Like, mm, our our prior co-host on the show went opening day <laughs> to see that damn <laughs> Dana Carvey thing where he is doing the turtle impression. And that's all I know about the movie is that I knew someone that was there Friday afternoon to, to watch One this. ticket, please! <laughs> Front row! God damn. God. You fucking embarrassed to admit that shit. It's, it is amazing I, that he has three kids, Jared, because that was... I don't know how he, had, he ever had sex when he he admitted that to us openly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Wardrobe. Um, Dana Carvey. I, I had never watched Wayne's World before this. I um, I remember watching the SNL skit and hating the shit out of it. Didn't understand it. And Wayne's World has always been like a, a PG cut rate fucking Beavis and Butthead to me that wasn't as funny, mm. not nearly as funny. And they were so close together. In they the came least, first. Too. I, I, I looked it up. I was like, which wow. one copied okay. who? Um, Beavis and Butthead came out second, but man, is it so much funnier. Really? One you find that shit amusing? Way more than Wayne's World, yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, that's that's not exactly the high bar you're setting there. I mean, everybody knows uh, what Beavis and Butthead is. It's, it's... I mean, there's also, like, actual, like, anarchy and despair. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead, like... They don't ask for much, and the world doesn't really give them anything in return. Whereas, there, you know, I, that's why I gravitate towards the Rob Lowe character. I there's a little bit of like the Mike Myers ego here in the character of Wayne, where he thinks he's producing like awesome content. It would, it would be like however you've got a note here of saying basically comparing it to sober cinema as far as this low rent production. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just goofing off. But it would be as if we, if someone came and offered us a bag full of cash. And then we start throwing a temper tantrum because they, the audacity of them to say, hey, you have to let the guy bankrolling you advertise his fucking arcade thing and just take the money. But I can't really discern what's the difference between Wayne and Garth just bullshitting on the couch and having this old man talk about video games as really being that different in content. Give me the, I, I don't give a shit. You could have a serial killer give me that kind of money. <laughs> give him a seat on Sober Cinema. We've said uh, famously and preferably you know, a child rapist and killer of some sort, <laughs> someone that Hiro could understand. Some, some real danger on the show. <laughs> Make me feel like I need to be on guard at all times. 
we've said before we would sell out in a fucking heartbeat. I don't oh, yeah. Do mm. shit. Pepsi, Domino's, Pizza Hut. If you want to sponsor Sober Cinema, fucking, I'll get a tattoo of uh, Bud Light on my ass cheeks. I don't give That's, a shit. Like, this is the only thing from the show. The image I have is Garth selling out, decked out in Reebok gear. Mm-hmm. It's the only part I get, and they play it as a total goof. I don't know if that's like never do that. (laughs) Yes, no. As opposed to, uh, where do I sign? How quickly? Yeah. Look, motherfucker. I'm not fucking Joni Mitchell. I don't give a shit about that stuff. (laughs) Give me the money at all times. Give it to me. Say what was it? Five thousand dollars. Sure, I'll take it. I was about to say it wasn't much, but they're they're doing this shit anyway. Yeah. On their Friday night, free money. So whatever. So that's like ten thousand dollars today. Easy. Anybody in the fucking world, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, if you want to fucking advertise on Sober Cinema for $10,000, I don't give a shit. Are you going to do the line reads, Jared? This week, brought yes. to you by ISIS. Oh, no, 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 Yeah, they're... On that note, I'm just looking at our shared document, which I don't think Jared ever accesses this at all. Really should, Jared. uh, It's good stuff. Well, he kind of accidentally stumbles into the thread of it because there's a note here. I don't know if this was from me or Hyrule because I watched this like a month and a half ago. Uh, Of course, uh, Miss Carrera knows Kung Fu in the movie. (laughs) That's you, Michael. I put that one in. I'm not going to deny it but because it's not me being racist. It's me pointing out the racism of the movie. No, it, it... the whole thing where where uh, Wayne learns Mandarin or whatever it is, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> whatever. Did you? I know that. Hey, Bobby. I, so, <laughs> so I put something <laughs> kind of lengthy. Speaking of the shared notes in there, but I it might be the greatest piece of trivia I've ever found. And I'll, I'll All right. kind of. I'm here for it. Um, I will uh, truncate it for brevity. The bottom line is the director is saying that Mike Myers is extremely difficult to work with, and at one point. They had uh, butter and not margarine for his bagel, so he flipped the table over and went full. full <laughs> <laughs> he went full bonkers, and just the mental picture of Mike Myers, just full diva, just throwing tables over because it's butter and not margarine. It had Love to it. be a very light table, I'm sure. <laughs> it had to be a very cheaply made oh, table. Oh, H- Hiro's note goes on. Uh, let's see. Uh, the director here saying you should have heard him bitching when I was trying to do that Bohemian Rhapsody scene, which is the most famous piece from right. this movie, mm-hmm. is that sequence. Um, he says, Jared, Mike Myers, mm-hmm. I can't move my neck like that. Why do we have to do this so many times? No, one's, no one is going to laugh at that. Bitching about pain in his neck on doing the headbanging thing that I guess only in cartoon form is that possible with Beavis and Butthead. But uh, <laughs> I do get the impression that he thinks, because he didn't work for some time, right? I think it's it's like he did Austin Powers, and then after Austin Powers was over, which that was the late 90s, he tried to do another Mike Myers character. That, that, I can't remember what it was. It was like that uh, dude who's like a meditation. Love guru. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yep. Didn't take at all. But it's like, I remember reading articles that he was working on that character for years in clubs, developing it. Like, Mike Myers will present to you. He He brought you Wayne. Then it was Austin Powers. Now it will be Love Guru. Just the, this is all stupid shit. Who knows why, what, especially in comedy, it's very subjective, why whatever takes off like it does. Well, but he thought he was bringing like I don't know, the, the third part of a trilogy. I, I look at his IMDb here. So he did the Cat in the Hat, Shrek, multiple Shreks, 
uh, Inglorious Bastards, The Love Guru. I mean, he's been working. He's, I don't know. But to your point, yeah. <laughs> would anyone know? Like, even like the, uh, a lot of people see Tarantino movies. Do you think anyone would be like, oh, yeah, Mike Myers? <laughs> I wish I could work for three minutes. A couple Churchill's of secretary, like under heavy makeup. Or we need an effeminate man who can do a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mike Myers doing anything at the moment? Where's John Travolta? Will you need him? Man, uh, Jared, that's a good point. This this makes John Travolta is incredibly butch compared to this. Compared man. to Mike Myers, yeah, for sure. I mean, everything's a case of relativity, but. Yeah, John Travolta is way more butch than Mike Myers is. Never forgive this movie for showing me the the outline of the back of his fucking nutsack <laughs> during that during that scene where he's on the bed with Carrera. Man, fucking disgusting. You want to talk about Johnny Cakes? <laughs> <laughs> so this one Jared, al- would also Jared's going full uh, Polly Walnuts in that sequence. It's just completely <laughs> homophobic content coming out of his mouth when he sees that. I wish I could take credit for that, Jared. Like I knew that I had the goods to enrage you, like the mm. back of Mike Myers' nutsack. I didn't remember that at all. I was equally appappalled. I'm ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> you have to do this. Jesus One of those Christ. repressed memories from your childhood. <laughs> I don't even know if I really liked this as a kid. I knew I was like supposed to like it, and it's like silly, but I don't like. There was a sequel to this. I don't remember watching that. Well, Clearly, I wasn't interested enough to follow up on these characters. We've watched a lot of the SNL uh, skit movies, uh, Blues Brothers. Uh, this miss. one, I've watched The Ladies Man, Run Night at the Roxbury, all that stuff around. Are any that. of them good? Because we don't no, like Blues Brothers. No, you and I, God, we no. talked about doing it for Sober Cinema, and both of us were like, I, I don't really like Blues that. Brothers. Yeah. I like Night at the Roxbury. <clears throat> Never seen it. Night at the Roxbury is sort of goofy enough to where it's it's not like hateable, but I don't know of any SNL movie. Am I missing one that's actually decent? Mm, the Three Amigos? I don't know. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey bring their Saturday Night Live characters to the big screen in Wayne's World. A new comedy we'll be reviewing this week on Siskel and Ebert, along with two films starring Richard Gere and one film starring a mouse. I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. And I'm Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Our first movie is named Wayne's World, and it was inspired, of course, by the Saturday Night Live parody of a public access cable TV show that allegedly originates from the basement of Wayne Campbell in Aurora, Illinois. In the film version, Wayne, who spends a lot of time talking directly to the camera, takes us on a tour of his parents' house where he still lives. I've had plenty of Joe jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. Let me put it this way. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. Wayne and his sidekick Garth, played by Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, are party animals who cruise the streets of Aurora looking for action. The tribute to Freddie Mercury and Queen there is typical of a lot of the movies in jokes. Wayne and Garth may look dumb, but this is a smart movie that surprised me with the quality of its satire. For example, look at this scene where the boys have been given backstage passes to an Alice Cooper concert up the road in Milwaukee. So, do you come to Milwaukee often? Well, I'm a regular visitor here, but Milwaukee has certainly had its share of visitors. The French missionaries and explorers were coming here as early as the late 1600s to trade with the Native Americans. In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, 
which is Algonquin for the good land. The movie's plot, such as it is, involves Wayne's crush on a heavy metal singer played by Tia Carrera. One of the endearing things about this movie is how needy these guys are. Hey, hold on. Uh, can I call you sometime? If you got five bucks, you can come to the Red Posse. It's at my loft. I'm there. The plot thickens when a TV executive played by Rob Lowe decides that Wayne's World has the perfect demographics to be sponsored by a chain of video arcades. Excuse me? Baking powder? It sounded like you said you were going to pay us for doing Wayne's World. I know. You just give me the word and I'll tear up these checks right here. No, <gasps> uh, no, 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 no. <coughs> the shoots he scores. The movie was directed by Penelope Spheris, who has specialized in films about disaffected heavy metal dropouts and people who live on the fringe. And here she crosses that sensibility, kind of crosses it with Animal House. Wayne's World is like those Bill and Ted movies. It's stupid on the surface, smart underneath, and very funny. I think it's a lot smarter and a lot funnier than the Bill and Ted pictures, which I didn't like. Um, you I liked the second one, didn't you? No, I didn't. Okay. I like this picture a real lot. I okay. think that it is the humor is aimed at varying age groups, people with different amounts of sophistication about television, about ro uh -huh. ro rock music, um, about Aurora, Illinois, all of that <laughs> stuff. It is really a, a, an original kind of thing. And in addition to doing all the standard things that you'd expect, the stuff with heavy metal, there are great moments of, of real whimsy here. For example, in the middle of, of all this action, while all the story's going on, suddenly we see Wayne and uh, Garth in the street in front of his house playing hockey. Uh -huh. The kind of things that guys do when they got too much time on their hands. Yeah. Car, 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 and they have to go and they move off. the yeah. hockey net. Oh. Then the other thing is they're just, I love the stuff when they're just sitting by the uh, airport, airport yeah. mm -hmm. on the back of their car. They want the noise the, the, of the And didn't jets. you also love, love didn't you love the product placement satire that where they have fun. one little sequence where they hold up sure. all the products so that you can get plugs in and then they don't do it anywhere else in the movie. I think this is a, a, a it completely is. It's original it's and a really, smart, really smart and funny film. Yes. Our next, a, hold on. List of Saturday Night Live features. Coneheads. Gotta help you, dude. <laughs> Night at the Roxbury. Superstar. Oh, MacGruber. Oh, I hate the shit one. out of that. <laughs> I've not seen it. It's just because of one of our friends. <laughs> Absolutely hate that thing. Never your, your friend. It. That's who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Uh, it's it's that PG thirteen shit, Jared. I think it's, I, too, I just, lame. it's too it's too lame. Yeah. Um, a note I have here, which I've forgotten this happened, but it it sounds fantastic. Um, I put I, I'm pretty sure I put this one down. <clears throat> Rob Lowe is instantly the hero of this piece. Shows up to a lovely lady's place of work, grabs a pizza, watches two minutes of her stupid show, and then proceeds to have sex with her with the pizza still on the bed. Is that the Fantastic. very beginning, like with Iron yeah, Sky? Yeah, when he discovers Wayne's World, he's just going over to fuck this woman. She's watching this. She's like, "Oh, these guys are so hilarious." He said, "He says they're stone faced, has sex with her, pizza remains on the bed, and all he's thinking is, I can make money off this, off these two fools." The MVP right there. God love him. It's great. Well, I mean, you can think clearly after the poison's out. So the get that over with. <laughs> get the pizza. Get the poison. Now you gotta get some money. There's also a line in this uh, that I have attributed to Sleeper Hyro, who I know is not in the film, but apparently some other character very much like him says, kids no dick. Which character is that? I had no idea. I I saw that note. <laughs> and I was thinking, you didn't, what's happening here? <laughs> I like that you have access to this document, but you didn't correct it. You didn't edit out your name. Like, I'll see where this goes. Mm. Well, that sounds like that, me. It's the same thing. I, I did that. I didn't understand. <laughs> the same thing with the musical discussion. No idea what this is. 
you know, it's just lost on me. I'm sure Hyro, quoting again from my document of insanity, watching Wayne's World 30 years later, I'm sure Hyro is going to tell us all about the African-American Digest in those hallowed days of 1992. Is there the African-American Digest in this movie? Again, no clue. I watch it. I'll be honest with you. I watch this thing at about 1.7 speed. Mm. Miss a lot of the gags. No. Such great humor, right, Jerry? Mm. I didn't miss much. Oh, so much material you missed. There's some good stuff here. Uh, I only know this. I don't remember bad, it. No. Rob Lowe asked the Asian lady to place the Chinese takeout order. <laughs> it's only practical. I order all the, like, if, if we do a Mexican at my house or any Latino food, I do the ordering. A much funnier film if active shooter Garth kills the bully at the gay bar. Were they at a gay bar in this movie? Or is that just my It was a rock commentary? bar, uh, I think. I'll say, gay bar? Yeah, what movie were you watching? A better one, apparently, in my mind. <laughs> I, th- I thought maybe uh, you were watching like a parody porn of this or something? No, he hates those. He hates those almost universally. He'll pick something apart. Keep the Joker paint on the dick. (laughs) His dick ain't white! (laughs) The tip of it can be green or purple. Fair pick. I'm not too choosy when it comes to that. Just a natural purple. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Somehow you make it worse! (laughs) Sleeper high row. like a record scratch. (laughs) Musical discussion segment for high row. Uh, what did you think of Alice Cooper here with a song called, I think, Feed My Frankenstein? <laughs> I've got the uh, lyrics here uh, just so Hyrule can go through it line by line. But he says Feed My Frankenstein a lot. Yeah. I, 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 what do you want me to say? I don't know any of this stuff. Like, what is this? I'm a hungry man, but I don't <laughs> want pizza. I'll blow down your house and then I'm going to eat you. This is <laughs> this is basically the, like... <laughs> What Marilyn Manson of his time? This is like yeah. a big. Oh, man. he's so wicked! <laughs> I'm a hungry man, but movie? I don't want pizza. Is this written for the movie, or is this? An oh, episode? you think this was an original? You think he's trying to be funny here? Because I didn't. I couldn't tell. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I really hope Mike Myers wrote this. Alice Cooper is also probably at least ten, fifteen years ahead of your time. I'm assuming. Man, school's out for some <laughs> You know when you brought up uh, Coneheads, Jared, the only thing I remember oh. reading about it is uh, <clears throat> in uh, that Dazed and Confused oral history, uh, which is really is excellent. So, and that's you know a much better movie than anything we talk about. The uh, main girl in it who really didn't go on to do anything, um, the the older sister that gets her kid uh, spanked by Ben Affleck and all those guys that's trying to protect oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she went on to be the daughter Conehead. And in that she talked about how she was competing against, I guess like Joey Lauren it Adams, my career. <laughs> it is funny because the Joey Lauren Adams and like some of the other, uh, chicks in that movie are talking about how she was like sort of knighted. Like she's going to be the one to make it. And mm. they also talked about what a great ass she had. So I did some <laughs> own investigation. Work and- the ladies were saying that about her ass. Hey, Joey Lauren Adams, uh, you know, played a lesbian in Chasing Amy. She she knew what she was talking about. She's she was she was on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but apparently when she went to the Coneheads audition, this actress whose name I can't remember from Days and Confused, uh, she was really trying to like, she's like, I got to up my comedy game. I got to do this, that. And basically the producer, just as much of a, I mean, if we were born into different families, into a different location, there's, this is the sad thing. The people you hear on this podcast could have been movie producers because what they told her is like 
hey, don't worry about being funny. We're just going to make sure you're still fuckable in that stupid cone head you have to wear. That's that's all they were concerned with. How fuckable are you as the hot daughter with a cone head? They're no better than us. I say, fighting against some uh, forces there with that cone head. Not the best look. <clears throat> as a bald man, I know <laughs> Sans hair ain't attractive. Michelle Burke is her Wait, name. Is this a, what is it? Michelle Burke. Never no. to be seen again. Get it right! <laughs> Put some respect on the name of Conehead. <laughs> her, her her top four. Days of Confused, Coneheads, Major League <laughs> 2, and Ew. LOL. Mm. Was she playing someone's mom at that point? It's Miley Cyrus movie. Probably. Yeah, Ugh. has to be. I, I'm going to not go too far on a limb and say Hyrule just want to know her name so he could then type in ass after mm. her name and Google. I will verify if the ass is juicy or not. <laughs> juicy or juice. God, I'll never forgive you for that. So that good. was supposed to be our big big ass story on the podcast. Instead, you subject us to whatever was going on in that movie. I, that poor uh, lady the record. I fingered a chick once. <laughs> <laughs> Got lost in the, in the, in the shrubbery. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. No, I... I hey, look. You put me through... 1996 and 1992's worst films. Allow me to have whoa, whoa, whoa. one moment. I gave you final analysis. You didn't like that? Uh, the fact that you, in the code, in the uh, in the notes, you called it final anal. Um... I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Kim Basinger, or, you could be so lucky. <laughs> I think Cairo didn't have a problem with the... The second word so much as the first. He didn't want any sort of finality to it. No. Just Don't tell me it's the last time. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'll go too quick. I wanted to keep going. <laughs> That's our Wayne's World episode right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hard-hitting analysis. 